Welcome to Manager Tools. The Effective Manager Value Chain, Fixing Deliverables, Part 1. Here we go. Today's cast answers these questions. How can I help directs keep on track on projects? How can I make sure work gets done on time? How can I make work and tasks reportable? You want answers to these questions and more? Keep listening. We've talked about this stuff before. We've been doing this stuff a while, and it's about time you shared it. That's all I got to say. It's about time. (laughs) Well, it's funny. We, I mean, we've been around this topic a lot. Uh, I've had it in my head. I just asked Wendy in preparing these show notes. I asked her, I said, you know, let's go back through and, and, and look at all of our stuff, what we've shared regarding deliverables and generally the manager's responsibility in the whole value chain. And I've had it in my head and I assumed I had said it and I had said it a hundred different times and I probably said it at conferences and so on, but we've never done a cast for this. And so after I realized what had happened, I said, this has got to be a hall of fame cast. One of the things that's not obvious to managers, particularly young managers, certainly wasn't obvious to me. It was maybe to you, Mike, but we have to know how to transition from talking about an idea, having an idea for how something's going to get done or something that needs to get done. We need to be able to transition from the idea into plans and projects and then getting down to the specifics of getting work done. And, you know, we've all had great conversations with our directs. You know, we have a creative conversations, engaged and energetic, we're excited, and then no work gets done afterwards. I've actually called this before the idea effectiveness hangover. An idea that's not put into action is not effective. And that kind of gives you a nasty feeling in the pit of your stomach. And one of the reasons we do manager tools is help people become effective as a manager and effective managers know that there are some simple things you can do to turn ideas into action on a regular basis. It ought to be part of our operational DNA. We want ideas into action. We want actions and results. And it's not hard. It's not hard at all. And the core of this cast is the conceptual idea of the effective manager value chain. But we're going to talk about ideas into action results. Okay. So... What's the outline for today's cast? Okay, so first we're gonna define the effective manager value chain, which is four key parts. Ideas, where virtually everything starts. Actions, what are we gonna do? Metrics, how are we gonna measure it? And results, what the organization needs. When it comes to -to day-to-day management, the fact is ideas into actions is the first stumbling block. And the solution to that is to turn those ideas into actions using first deliverables. And I probably didn't learn this until I was 40 years old. And I regret not being more clear about some of this stuff with more people whom I worked with. And we've said this before, but I need to say it again because too many managers miss it. When we talk deliverables, particularly in the beginning, you want small deliverables and short deadlines. Okay, so let's let's start with the effective manager value chain, which we haven't talked about before, really specifically on the cast. We talked about the ideas around it. So tell us about that. Yeah, it's it's good enough we've trademarked it, which I think matters. Look, we all know the stories of the great ideas that turn into successful companies that make our lives better. Yeah, like Facebook or the yeah. Mac, Apple, the Macintosh, Apple Mac, so. the iPhone. I don't know, light bulb, that's kind of Edison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people don't even realize Thomas Edison, the American inventor, invented the light bulb, and then 
General Electric, which many people know is one of the greatest managed companies in, in modern history, is essentially a direct outcome of Edison and the light bulb and his Menlo Park stuff, which is interesting. It's not Menlo Park, California, guys. It's Menlo Park, New Jersey. Uh, but nevertheless, SpaceX, their Dragon and Falcon, right? Colonized Mars. Daimler and Benz, the Daimler Benz company, which many people know through Mercedes, even though Daimler and Benz may never have met, started with an idea. And Selfridges, the great department store and the marketing that comes from how Mr. Selfridge turned marketing into an art at his, at his level. The ideas about these things are what grabs our attention, what gets people excited, what they make TV shows about and movies about. But it takes a lot more than that to create value and serve society as an organization. Look, guys, we know there are plenty of ideas that simply the knowledge of which the idea can deliver value to individuals. But generally speaking, in the land of ideas, those ideas are political, philosophical, or, or personal. You know, the idea of love, for instance, or the idea of freedom, or the idea of individual responsibility. We in this particular cast are, because we're not that smart about politics or philosophy or personal stuff, we're referring to the ideas that lead to products and services that modern organizations provide because modern organizations serve society. All results in your organization are external to the organization. Everything internally, as Drucker tells us over and over again, are just costs. So the ideas that engage organizations or that are the start of organizations are certainly important. Um, but for an organizational idea to deliver value in the real world to society outside of the organization, it has to go through what we call at Manager Tools the effective manager value chain, EMVC if you like, and that is again, ideas, actions, metrics, results. First, there, there's the idea, of course, and it's um, you know virtually always the beginning. But if you never communicate that idea, if you never act on that idea, it will never deliver value to the organization or to the society your organization serves. So in terms of the first step, if you will, you've got your idea. And so you decide to try your idea or share it or implement it straight away. You can do that. You turn it into action. And as a general rule for any individual manager, that means for you creating deliverables. <laughs> yeah. Who does what by when, right? Yeah. Who does what by when? Hor Horseman's Law Project Management, right? And people just miss this. Uh, you know, the examples, I sit in meetings all the time. I was in a meeting two weeks ago with a consulting client and great discussion about how there was a particular problem with a particular technical piece of of um, hardware in this case and uh, ideas on both sides of the table about how, how to to solve it and then once it's pretty clear we've got four or five ideas up there and then we decide yeah we're kind of leaning toward that one there's just this gigantic assumption moment that part one is done we had 12 ideas and and through a course of conversation and further thinking and refinement and there we end up with one idea actually for many people they would say that's actually fun right but the problem is that after the conversation's over nothing happens exactly right and it's thinking about if you think of the value chain as a series of links and the first link is the idea okay 
we talk about the ideas inside that link and we go from 12 down to one and it's a good conversation. People feel, oh yeah, okay, we got to get that rid of that one. It's going to be too expensive. We got to get rid of this one because it's a great one, but it's, it takes too long and we've got to be careful about this one and we don't have the resources for that one. And so now, okay, we've arrived at idea one or idea star, whatever you want to call it. The problem about that is, while it's certainly true that every chain is as strong as its weakest link, it is not actually the links that give the chain its value. If that were the case, a bunch of unconnected links laying on the floor would be a chain, and it's not. What gives the chain value is that the links are interconnected. You don't have to be great at ideas. I don't, I don't know, Mike. I don't think of you and I as just like super idea genius people. I don't. I mean, I think of other people who just, they're just feckoned with ideas. Yeah, it's yeah. fabulous. I, I'm not one of those guys. But we do take a lot of action. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, we're good at action. Uh, well, that, that may imply something bad. Horsemen and Ozan don't have any ideas, but they take a lot of actions. What a mess. Yeah, randomly you get something good. You know? Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it is the connection between the two links that make the chain. And to be in the idea link and to come down to one idea and never to say, okay, we have to take this idea, we have to drop it into the next link, which is actions, and we have to say, what are we going to do? When are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Who's going to do it? And so on. And by the way, a completely different skill set. You can be great at ideas and not good at actions. You can be great at actions and not good at ideas. I think that's true for you and I. And so we come up with the idea and then we don't think it through. And I, I just, again, I've sat through meeting after meeting after meeting where people just, okay, we got the idea and then we move on. And I joke, I'm sure I've told this before on cast now that we're in our, I think we're in our 11th year now. There's a great cartoon of two scientists standing at a chalkboard and there's a series of complicated math with integers and sums and factors and so on. And these, you know, rows and rows and rows of math. And then at the very end, something is underlined, I think, but right before it, the step right before the answer is provided, there's a little cloud with sparks coming out of it. And, and, and in the cloud is written, and then a miracle occurs. I used that once in an organic chemistry exam, which I misunderstood what they were asking me to do with a benzene ring. I actually got some credit um, because technically all the steps I took between 1 and 28 or 29 were correct. I had the correct reagents and actions and so on, but I had misunderstood what they'd asked me to do, and I had created a benzene ring that was essentially a monster rather than the answer, but I got Partial credit because the yeah, professor. Yeah, so sometimes you get guy. credit when you're missing a link. <laughs> yeah, when you're exactly. I am the missing link. But we had this great conversation. We get down to one idea, and then there is not an understanding of, okay, that's the idea. What are we going to do? And it, it can be embodied in the phrase, what are we going to do? I actually started this cast as, what are we going to do? That's the verbalization. If you're a verbal person and you want to know how to think about this cast, get used to the phrase, okay, great, what are we going to do? And when you're a manager, it immediately becomes Horseman's Law of Project Management, the core of work being actioned and activity and moving forward, which is who does what by when. And look, inherent in virtually any well-assigned task is the measurement of that task being done. You get a clear, measurable outcome. You've got a deadline by which to get it done. You've assigned it to a person. And of course, you include reporting in the task as well. And even if you think about this more broadly, 
an organization won't endorse the actions that you say you need to take to bring life to your idea if the organization can't measure them, can't communicate them, can't report on them. The idea that you and your team do something special and it's really wonderful and so on and you need you don't need to be managed. We're just all by ourselves and we'll make sure we give you what we need. Nobody's going to tolerate that. We don't allow black boxes that we can't see into. We don't allow opacity in organizations. You have to be transparent. And the way organizations insist on transparency is your behaviors around your ideas that lead to results have to be clear, have to fit into our idea about the results engine, which is essentially for any individual managers, the effective manager value chain. What's your idea? What are the tasks? How are you going to measure them, which is time and people and so on? And what are the results? Are we certain that what you're giving us is something the organization can in fact use in some way that would then be able to create value externally, which is ultimately results. And so guys, sometimes this is boring probably, but the things that go without saying need to be said. And this value chain we're talking about produces no value, no results to the organization if any link in the chain is broken. And by link, I don't actually mean the circular things. I mean the connection between the linkages, right? The linkage, if you will. I guess technically if the link is broken, the, 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 uh, the linkage will be lost. But what isn't obvious for most people in our day-to-day managerial lives is that one of the core things that executives expect of managers is that managers are responsible for the integrity of this value chain, of the effective manager value chain. It's the manager's job to make sure that the ideas that you have get turned into actions, that the actions get measured, and that the measurements show that we're engaged in actions that deliver organizational results. And I have to tell you, Mike, we've had this conversation before. There are a lot of people who labor, a lot of managers who labor in some sense in a vacuum or in blindly misunderstanding their connection to the larger organization. And when they're looked at by senior people, when things get tough, the value they produce, the results they produce are not clear. And they end up being on the bubble during a layoff. And the manager says, well, I was kind of doing what made sense to me. And the organization says, nobody gets to do what makes sense to them unless what makes sense to them happens to be in good alignment with what the organization asks of you. This is a problem a lot of managers say, I'd kind of like to be an executive, and they don't understand one of the first painful moments of executive life is, you don't get paid to do what you like. Don't even tell me what you like. The role of an executive is to do what the organization needs you to do. Read The Effective Executive by Peter Drucker. And so, If what you're doing makes sense to you in a vacuum in your little shell, but it is not well-connected, if the value chain is not well-connected to the part of the organization you serve, including perhaps external um, society, you're going to be in trouble. And we were talking before the cast begins. It, it, It gets even worse. There are so many stories of ideas that are billion dollar ideas and the effective manager value chain was not effective. The value chain of idea into action, action with measurements and leading to results literally destroys value. You can have a billion dollar idea that produces thousands of dollars in value. Now, of course, we say later, oh, that was a thousand dollars. That wasn't a billion dollar idea. Actually, we don't know that. All we know is 
there was an idea and we did a lot of stuff and we produced this much value at the end. But if you isolate the idea, you could say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you had that idea. If you'd had that idea and implemented it differently, if you'd been a little faster, if it'd been a little cheaper, or if it had been a little more expensive, I'm always reminded of Corning buying Steuben glass. It could have been a billion dollar idea. And this is where the manager shows his or her value. Can you make the links in the chain and the connection between those links powerful enough so that value is not destroyed? Can you turn that idea into something that's useful enough that society will value it? I think people often tell me they think that the problem in the world is that there's not enough great ideas. Every time I hear that, I, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not convinced of that. I, I hear no, great I ideas all the time. They never get implemented, but they're great ideas. I don't think the the issue is lack of ideas. I think the issue is the dearth of people that are good at taking ideas and turning them into action and delivering results. Yeah, and and I think there are a lot of places in the world, and I see it in even in governmental situations and political situations that. They see these ideas, they get excited about them, they say, so therefore, if you have an idea, you should be an entrepreneur. Like, no, don't be dumb. You could be an entrepreneur. You'll be a poor one. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, exactly. And, and by the way, if you patent your idea or trademark your idea and you don't have an organization that turns it in, you yourself or others that you hire or bring on board with you that turn it into results. Your idea is not only not delivering value, but it's protected from somebody else delivering value from it because right. you wanted to protect it in the beginning. Yeah. And so our brief at Manager Tools is let's talk about what one does within an organization. Not that we don't recommend entrepreneurs use our guidance. The fact is there are a lot of people who think that ideas and entrepreneurialism go together. And in fact, they don't necessarily, it's not a, by definition, therefore one must, but rather, can you turn ideas into results and value for society within an organization? And that's why we often say that entrepreneurs, not just we, but it's a trope that entrepreneurs don't scale because they don't know that there are a different set of behaviors that require, that are required in an organization than what one does when one is working by oneself. That's right. And look, that's why what we do, and we even say what we do, can be considered boring. Ideas are the sexy stuff. They're what causes politicians to say, oh yeah, I love these new ideas. These people are cool, right? The Mercedes S600, which if you've ever ridden in one, you'd say, wow, that's pretty great. Or an AMG 63, or the Apple iPad Pro, which I find unbelievably orders of magnitude better than my old iPad, which I thought was pretty great. Windows, I remember Windows, as opposed to you know the, the original graphical user interface um, in terms of personal computers, as opposed to a DOS-based environment. I thought that was just mind-expanding. It was right? magical, um, right? Yeah, suspension bridges. I've always been fascinated by suspension bridges. You know, it made possible really long spans and generally speaking the earth is not sculpted so that the spans that we need to cross in our vehicles or walking are so short that you can do you can you don't have to learn how to make suspension bridges the problem is the idea is great and it's cool and there are pictures on wikipedia for these things but managers actually have the boring job of turning them into value and you know there are moments when i sit here and i say yeah you know maybe management's kind of sexy after all because Without us, 
some of these ideas, particularly ones that require a lot of capital, they don't happen. So I feel like I just talk too long, but <laughs> you get excited about this stuff as do I. Do. I. I and if you're I listening, do. you know, you should get excited about it as, as well. Cause yeah, I, I tell you, there's not a better feeling in the world than producing results. And it's all about this value chain we're talking about. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people hear that word results and they quickly devolve into profit. You know, let's see what, what are the results? I mean, the investment bankers would say the, you know, the bankers of the world would say, yeah, okay, well, you know, what's the profits? What, what's your revenue? What's your cost? And so on. And I would say, that's actually not what companies do. Profits are a measure. They're a proxy that is well-established, well-understood. And then every once in a while, you have some companies say, we don't, we're not going to publish profits. We're going to publish EBITDA or something like that for various reasons and so on. The point is, profits are a proxy for results. Results are actually how you improve society, how the people working in your organization together by allowing specialization of labor, the magnification of your human capital, your labor, how we make the world a better place. And I, every once in a while, I get on my high horse about when I'm talking to somebody and they're saying, oh, the world's terrible and this and that. I'm like, you know, right now, maybe bad moment, right? The market went south in 2008 or terrorism became the primary motivating geopolitical factor in uh, 2001. And it had been perhaps before then, but there were singular events then that made a difference. And I say, you know what? It is not the day-to-day that matters. It's not that we're in a bit of a dip right now. I don't think we are, but some people would say we are. It is the slope of the line. It's the regression analysis line that matters. And every time I hear somebody say that, I say, you need to read The Progress Paradox by Greg Easterbrook, where he talks about how much better off we are now than we were 100 years ago, or 100 years ago, how much better off they were than 200 years ago. It's astounding. We're living now today like kings did 100 years ago. I remember reading somewhere the definition of poverty in America included a car and two TVs. And I don't mean to minimize the pain of poverty, but gee whiz, poverty a couple hundred years ago was starvation. And a great deal of what we have done in the world is a function of organizational magnification of human capital. Sociologists say that the greatest achievement of mankind is large organizations. As the idea, it's fabulous. If that's true, then the question becomes, what, what is in that thing we call a company? And the primary gears of companies are managers and the turning of ideas into actions and metrics and results. All right. Sermon over. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. After 10 years, every once in a while, I'm going to wax. Not eloquent, but energetically. Okay. Well, I think an overview of the, of the value chain is great. And I'd suggest we get into turning those ideas into actions next week. Okay. It works for me, partner. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week. So long. This podcast was produced by Manager Tools. Manager Tools creates actionable management guidance every single week. To receive additional materials via our newsletter and to find products for situations you may face as a manager or professional, go to www.manager-tools.com. Search for Manager Tools on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.